Hey everyone, and welcome to the All Elite Zone podcast on YouTube and Twitch and a bunch of other places. Uh, I can say I'm not Carly. Uh, Carly is still having some very bad ear problems and stuff, so I'm filling in until uh, she's back. But uh, we're here for the Dynamite review and Rampage ramp up from last night's Dynamite and ramping up Rampage's Rampage tomorrow. So yeah, uh, I got the card from each match went down on a segment. Uh, as you guys know, CM Punk, he did not vacate the title or relinquish it. There's an interim championship being crowned. And the first match was the Casino Battle Royal. Uh, basically, the Double or Nothing style Battle Royal. Uh, it was very interesting, the Battle Royal. Yeah, and I like I like how they, they did the, the Casino style Battle Royal, not just a yeah. regular, like, here's how many guys are in the yeah. ring and then throw them over the, uh, over the top rope. Done. Um, I like that they brought the Casino Royal uh, Battle Royal back, and they had you know all the suits come out, and then the wild card, the Joker, uh, as yeah. you could say. Um, and uh, it was actually nice to see um, Andrade El Idio back. Yeah, um, you know him and Charlotte Flair just got married, so it was nice to see him come back and you know do that match and everything like that. So uh, he was a good surprise to see there. Um, but yeah, for for the whole thing, I I think the match was was pretty well done. I think you got some good guys in there that you know, deserve to be in that, that, that ring for that battle Royal. And, and I was surprised that it, it ended up being, you know, Kyle O'Reilly being yeah. the one that won that match. So. Yeah. I was not expecting Kyle O'Reilly to win that match. I was expecting, uh, I really didn't know who was going to win, but I was going for Andrade once he was a Joker. Uh, I would have thought the Joker would have been Kip Sabian or uh, maybe even Miro, but then again, Miro was the surprise last week, but mm-hmm. It was a very good battle royal. The last three was three I wouldn't have expected. Andrade, Kyle O'Reilly, and Wheeler Yuta. Yeah. Uh, it would have been interesting if a, if a Wheeler Yuta would have won that and him and Moxley goes, goes against each other again. Uh, right. I was, yeah. half, I was half expected uh, Andrade winning that as well um, once he was yeah. the surprise wild card at the end there. Um, yeah. I have also would have loved to see Ray Phoenix. Um, I love what they're doing with him pushing him in all these single matches since he's gotten back. Um, although it's just nice to see him in Death Triangle doing some stuff still too. So, Yeah, uh, they've been really pushing Kyle O'Reilly here lately. Uh, he had a good match against Samoa Joe. He beat Darby at double or nothing, won the Battle Royal, and almost beat John Moxley last night. Uh, I'll say that he deserves Wrestler of the Week of this week. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, Calarelli won the Casino Battle Royal. He went against John Moxley in the main event, which we'll get back to at the main event of the show. Uh, the next segment, or yeah, the next segment was the All Atlantic Championship, which leads into the next match. Uh, AEW int- introduced a new championship, the All the AEW All Atlantic Championship. Uh, and they showed a bracket of the tournament, and it's basically uh, each wrestler from different countries. They had Canada, the UK, uh, Belgium. Belgium, and then they're going to have a New Japan match uh, there. Uh, but yeah, they had, uh, but the first qualifying match was Buddy Matthews and Pac. Uh, that was an amazing match. Uh, w- uh, when we had Buddy Matthews on here, he said that he, the number one guy he always wanted to face in AEW was Pac, not Neville. Neville's a completely different guy. Yeah. Uh, he wants to go against Pac. Uh, I thought this was a very good match to start the tournament off. 
Uh, yeah, I think so too. Um, I, lo- I love that those two guys were the first ones and both representing good um, good groups as the House of Black and Death Triangle. Um, and I think the story behind those two two factions um, really continued with that match. Um, I love that these two guys have two different styles uh, of, of wrestling in them. Um, you know, Buddy Matthews, obviously a hard hitter um, wrestler when it comes to ring technique, you know, throwing the punches, throwing the hands, throwing all that stuff. And then you got someone like, uh, you know, Pac, who's just a high flyer, you know, and everything like that, adding all that, you know, Lucha Libre jumping around uh, style of wrestling. Um, I, I honestly thought that was probably, in my opinion, the, the match of the night, um, just just because of how um, how brutal it was, how, how, how the story behind those two factions and those two guys going head to head, considering what happened at Double Nothing with, you know, House of Black getting that win with uh, Julia Hart, you know, jumping to the House of Black, which was a great turn. Um, so I, I thoroughly thought that was match of the night, in my opinion, because those two guys just just put it all out there. Yeah, I thought that was definitely match of the night. I was like, once they announced it, I already knew that was going to be match of the night. Uh, but Pac did win this match with the Black Arrow. Uh, he advanced it into a tournament, but yeah, at Forbidden Door, they're going to crown the first champion in a fader four way. So the winners of each four matches will go on a fader four way at Forbidden Door. And there's one match in New Japan that they didn't say who the participants were, but someone from New Japan is going to be in that fader four way. Uh, yeah, and I'm actually looking forward to these other matchups because another one you got is uh, Malachi Black and Penta Oscura is going to be one matchup, and then Ethan Page and Miro, uh, who yeah, just I, came back last week. Uh, those are the other two matches in AEW. I never thought uh, I'd see Miro and Ethan Page. I, honestly, I, honestly, I as a side note, I, I honestly want to see Ethan Page get get a little bit of a push. Yeah. Um, I think he's underrated. I, I think he would Fair. do wonders as an yeah. as a single single competitor. So yeah, yeah. I, I like him way better as a singles wrestler. Most he's with Josh Alexander as the North. I was a fa- yeah. one of my favorite tag teams. Uh, but in AEW, I think he should be a singles wrestler. I think he could do a great heel character, being a champion on his own. He he can talk for himself. He's proven that uh, with his promos. Um, but yeah, uh, the. The rest of the tournament looks very good. Uh, I'm curious to see who wins the title at Forbidden Door. Uh, I'm, I'm very curious. And it kind of threw me off because when they made the announcement of a new title being introduced, the, there, there's been you know articles, there's been stories, there's been reports of a possible trios title um, being introduced in AEW, especially with all those factions that are, you know, three-men group, four, four groups, you know, four-men groups. Uh, that you can kind of do like the free bird rule where, you know, any three guys, any, you know, three guys can hold those titles in the group. Um, so I, I was, I was highly expecting that like a trios title. And I think Tony Khan himself might've mentioned that it was, it was a dream of his to introduce a trios title, but another uh, singles title, like the um, all Atlantic title might, might be a little bit more of a help too, as well to be introduced, especially with a loaded roster that AEW has. Yeah. Cause, um, uh... Porto only had four, well, for the men's, you know, you had, unless you were in a tag team, you had tag titles to world, and some guys aren't going to win the world and you got TNT. So another option for the men is all, is very good. Uh, I think Tony Khan mentioned that trios titles have been made. Yes. But, uh, just a matter of when they actually announce them. Right. But uh, that should be 
Amazing. I, I, th- I already know who's going to be the finals, where it should be. Young Bucks and Kenny Omega versus the Undisputed Elite, Hangman. I mean, Adam Cole and the Red Dragon. That would be, I, I just pictured them being the two finals if they had a tournament. I mean, obviously, I think another story coming out of that was Tony did say that he wanted to wait till um, Kenny came back to introduce yeah. those titles. So uh, I, I I can understand why. So Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Pac won that match. Uh, the next match is Hangman Adam Page versus David Finley. Uh, for you guys, if you don't know who David Finley is, he is the son of Fit Finley. Uh, and he's with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, Dave Finley is. This was a very good match. Uh, I was going for David Finley to win because I want New Japan to get some momentum going into that instead of AEW squashing all their people. But uh, David Finley did not win this. Hangman won, but it was a surprise at the very end. Uh, Will Ospreay appeared on AEW with... Uh, not sure who the other two guys were, but Will Ospreay made his AEW debut during this match. I think I, I think you got that backwards, Connor. Uh, <laughs> oh, I did. Will Osprey made his debut in that FTR and Trent segment. Oh, yeah. yeah. This one, yeah. this match actually, I could I could help you here. This this match actually had a follow up surprise of Hangman Page actually challenging Okada at for yeah. for the IWPG uh, Heavyweight okay. Championship because uh, he had mentioned on the microphone after the match he said there's more than one championship you know, world championship in this company. And that's what he said. But then at the same time, Adam Cole, who was doing commentary um, uh, during that match with Finley and Paige, got up and said, I just won the own heart tournament. You lost your title. I think I should face Okada at Forbidden Door. And this is interesting because it sets up an intriguing story at Forbidden Door with these two wrestlers, with Cole and Paige. Um, you could see either because because another thing is Cole dropped Jay White's name in his in his little promo yeah. there too, so this kind of opens up the door with hey could we see a, a triple threat match with Okada facing Page and Cole or do we see Cole face Okada and Page face Jay White at Forbidden Door? So I, it opens a lot of doors for matchups at the pay per view, and I thought that was that was pretty cool that that's what opened up a little bit the storytelling to that pay per view. Uh, yeah, I got the two. I was, I was really excited to say Will Ospreay. I, I know you were. I saw, I saw it in your eyes. You're like, Will yeah. Ospreay, Will Ospreay. Trust me, I was surprised too when that yeah. happened. I was like, ah. So. But I uh, definitely got those two mixed up. But Hangman won that match. It was a very good match, I thought. Uh, I'm glad Hangman picked up the win. But at the same time, I wanted someone from New Japan. But I would say New Japan had a good night with yes. Will Ospreay and um, – uh, I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting his name. His their their group name, uh, like something Empire or something like that. The United Empire. United Empire. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. So all his his crew there because uh, Jeff Cobb and uh, whoever that I keep forgetting the other guy's name, Cobb's partner. Who yeah, they appear. As, yeah, they, I think yeah. they're part of that group as well. Yeah, I feel like they're the British version of the Bullet Club. Yeah, um, exactly. that's what I think too. I forget. Someone said that last night, and I just picked off of it. Uh, but yeah, Hangman won that match. Uh, the next match is for the AEW Women's Championship, Thunder Rosa versus Marina Shavir. Uh, this match was last-minute put-together match, I feel like. Uh, they showed a little video package of Thunder Rosa is basically calling out anyone, then Marina Shavir just pops up saying, I want to challenge, and there we go, there's a match. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, that one kind of threw me off because, you know, so the, it seems like they're trying to get Safir as much, you know, ring and TV time as possible because she had just wrestled Jade for the TBS title. And uh, now she's going up against Thunder Rosa for the women's title. So now I'm, I'm seeing that they're trying to push uh, Safir uh, uh, as much television time and match time as possible. Um, I don't know if it's to combat the whole Ronda Rousey WWE stuff with uh, combating her getting much TV time going for championships as well. Um, or it's just that they're really impressed with Marina Safir as, as, as a progressor um, in the ring. Um, I, I thought the match was okay. Um, probably not the best women's match I've seen. Um, obviously, um, Thunder retaining was uh, no surprise because I think they're setting her up uh, for bigger, better pay-per-view matches, hence the post-match situation with uh, Tony Storm coming down to help her when Marina was trying to beat her up and Tony Storm kind of glancing at the title and then handing it to Thunder Rosa. So that's going to set up a nice little matchup between Thunder Rosa and, uh, and Tony Storm. So whether yeah. it's at, whether it's at, um, uh, what would be the next pay-per-view after Forbidden Door? Would that be all out? All out. Yeah. So all out maybe. I mean, uh, because you, you, I, it's weird though, because to to before you go on with the rest of the card, it, it's thrown me off because they mentioned there's not many female wrestlers a part of that New Japan Pro Wrestling, if any. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of hard to do any female matches during new, uh, the Forbidden Door pay per view. Yeah, um, they would have to really use some of the uh, Joshi wrestlers uh, or some of them that's not even in New Japan Pro Wrestling, you know, like someone from Japan. That may mm-hmm. not be with the company, um, right? That would just be really, really hard to do. Uh, I know fans are going to complain them not men, women, women not be on the show, but it's hard since New Japan doesn't really have any women wrestlers in their company, really. Um, I mean, maybe I can ask you. Maybe I can ask people that are watching this. Is is do you think you know as an idea of since he bought the company, you think he brings some Ring of Honor women on and they have like match there? I mean, they can do that. At Forbidden Door, because technically that's still kind yeah. of a Forbidden Door. <laughs> uh, AW female wrestlers yeah. versus Ring of Honor female wrestlers. So, yeah, the event's not that, called, so. Yeah, the event's not called AEW versus New Japan. It's called Forbidden Door. So, yeah. Ring of Honor. There you go. Yeah, it could invade a little bit. So, uh, I thought that preview should have been called Forbidden Wars. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I thought Thunder Rose and Marina Shafir was okay. Uh, it was a good match for Thunder Rose to get some momentum. Uh, Marina Shavir, she's okay, in my opinion. I don't think she should have got a title shot since she lost against Jade Cargill. Mm-hmm. If she lost against Jade Cargill, she's not going to beat Thunder Rosa. Yeah. But I thought it was a good match. It was an okay match. Uh, yeah, I'm glad Thunder Rosa retained. Uh, mm-hmm. Then move on to the main event, which is the winner from the first match, the Casino Battle Royal Kyle O'Reilly versus John Moxley. To determine who's going to the Forbidden Door to face whoever in New Japan for the interim AW Championship. This match was a very good match. Uh, I honestly thought Kyle O'Reilly was going to end up pulling it out. Uh, it was a very grueling match between Moxley and O'Reilly. Uh, it's hard to pick between this match and Matthews and Pack, but uh, Moxley did win this one. Uh, did he use the paradigm shift? Yes. Yeah, because. Yeah. I know we did. A, there was a lot of submissions hold. Yeah, submissions at, one, at one point, uh, O'Reilly had him in in a submission hold, and uh, Moxley just 
beat the hell out of them out of it, and then I, I, they just went toe to toe, and then out of nowhere, I I think he got to the paradigm ship. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, this was a very very close second yeah. uh, to to the pack and um, Matthews match to being match of the night. I think Kyle O'Reilly and John Moxley actually mashed well in the ring, yeah. surprisingly, because yeah. um, I haven't seen a lot of them. I haven't seen either one of them butt heads a lot in in, in AEW recently until that match. So it was nice to see a new matchup. I haven't and, seen them. I haven't seen them wrestle any I can remember in wrestling. Yeah, no, and I can't even remember them back in their days when they were both in you know WWE. You know, so I yeah. could Yeah, I don't think they crossed paths. Um, but I, I can tell you that the, the way that they match those two up in the, the main event, I thought was perfect. Um, I think it's nice that John Moxley um, is getting a push to the interim. And yeah. I think a lot of people are excited to see if Mox wins that title for Ben door to see a Moxley versus CM Punk match. Oh, um, that would be amazing. I mean, cause you got to remember back when Mox was back in WWE under his Dean Ambrose uh, persona, Never, never wrestled CM Punk. Uh, I know they had interactions when he was with the Shield against Punk. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they wrestled against each other. Maybe they did. Maybe I forgot. I kind of pushed that time out of my mind. Yeah. I couldn't um, tell you either. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but when Punk comes back, seeing him and Moxley, like John Moxley, yeah, not that persona at wrestle at a match. I'm in. I'm excited about that matchup. Um, but I'm also intrigued on who's going to win at uh, New Japan Dominion. You know, who's going to face um, yeah, Moxley? Because, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, obviously they were pushing um, Punk and Tanahashi. Tanahashi. Yeah. So we don't know. So I think plans change. But like you said, I, I think that match was great. It was a very close second to the pack and yeah. Matthew's um, uh, match. But I still say Matthews and Pack were probably the match of the night, um, but with a close, close second of Kyle O'Reilly and John Moxley. And I, I do love that they're pushing Kyle O'Reilly a lot in singles competition yeah. right now. I, I think that's good for him. So a lot of people don't know that he was—he's a very talented guy, and he's got—he—he's very good at what he does, and he's very entertaining to watch. So yeah, he's—he's he's got the move set. He's got the technical style down. He's got the kicks. Uh, He's got it's got a little bit of all of it. He's got the character in him. Got the good promos. Yeah. Uh, if I hate to say this, but he's the perfect wrestler. I know William Regal said that was Brian Danielson, but uh, I hope we don't hear that. <laughs> right. And it was funny because um, I was I, I don't normally read the the sheets, but read one saying that that after the show that William Regal tried to shake Kyle O'Reilly's hand after the show to say he show respect. And Kyle O'Reilly just kind of nodded and walked away. Didn't really yeah. shake the hand, but I mean that was kind of a respect thing that I think is yeah. good because I think out of out of those three guys between Red Dragon and Adam Cole, I think Kyle O'Reilly is the most underused guy. I think he's probably the most athletic guy out of that group, and he's just got uh, there's something about him. You know, yeah. before he was released from the other company, I mean he was getting a push. I will. So, uh, I mean, he signed a five year deal with AEW. Uh, the most anyone assigned that length of the time. Mm-hmm. I would actually like to see him be TNT champion or possibly world champion down the line. Yes. I, totally, I totally think he could do it. Uh, this was just a test to see how he would go with a bigger opponent like Moxley, and it went well, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, it for that main event. Uh, 
they didn't show that on TV with William Regal. No, no, um, it was after it went off. Yeah, lots of times they do some stuff when it goes off the air. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a good, a pretty good dynamite. I, I give it a seven. No, I'll give it eight out of ten. Uh, I give, yeah, I give it uh, with with the appearances of um, of New Japan guys, especially Will Ospreay um, yeah. and uh, um, United Empire um, uh, on that uh, the with the FTR and Trent. Um, I think that was really awesome. Um, I, I because of that, because of the the promoting of the New Japan AEW Forbidden Door pay per view and just hyping it up. That match that that card last night. Had some ups, had some downs. Um, I, I did like the Wardlow segment. Yeah. Um, I like what they're doing with him um, now that he's kind of, you know, away from all that stuff, and now he's doing his own thing. So I, I like what they're setting up with him. Um, so out of last night's show, between segments and all that, uh, I, I'd give it an eight point five. So I give it a, maybe a point five higher than you, just because I just I enjoyed some of the new storytelling they're doing, some of the promoting of the Forbidden Door, bringing the new Japan guys on, and everything. So the only things I did not like was some things in the Battle Royal. Okay, the object of the match is to throw your opponent over the top rope, right? Mm-hmm. I'm listening. I'm gonna go let the dog in though. <laughs> when the match first started, there. Like I was like two minutes in, two three minutes into the match, everyone's outside the ring. <laughs> I get they were uh, trying to show Lance Archer was showing his uh, like everyone was scared of Archer, but yeah, uh, and it's an over the top elimination. Darby Allen did a coffin drop over the top rope, but he wasn't eliminated. <laughs> yeah, that's the only I thought- thing I didn't like. I, so here's another thing, and I, I don't know why. I, some people may disagree with me. Some may may agree with me, but I, I I'm starting to grow weary and tired of Jade Cargill. Um, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think she's a fantastic athlete. I think I think you know she's getting better and better. But right now, it's the same old wash, rinse, repeat yeah. kind of thing with her every week with being interviewed by Tony, telling her Tony to cut the shit, you know, every yeah. time. Like, I'm like, dude, you're going to do the same thing over and over and over. So what's what's really intriguing to me is who do you build to go against Jay Cargo? Because obviously they're building someone to take that title off of her. And, and I think the right person right now to do that, because she's in her own thing, is Chris Statlander. She's yeah. been a day one person since they started that company pretty much. And, and I think she deserves a run with a title. So yeah. I got her winning it at all out. Um, mm-hmm. I think Nyla Rose is number one in the rankings. I don't think she should go for the women since Thunder Rose has already beaten her. So maybe Jaden Rose in the meantime. Uh, I know I know Athena and I know Athena and Jade Cargill's uh, had a little feud, so maybe Athena will go for it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I like Cargill, but. There's a lot of stuff people doesn't want to realize that sometimes in her matches she makes some simple mistakes. Like I've seen uh, how some people call her the most unsafe worker in AEW. Uh, I've seen where, like you know how she does her finisher from the top rope against Ruby Soho? Yeah. She did her finisher, but she did it, I don't know what to say, wrong or 
really too hard and like Rubiso's head hit face first. Yeah, um, I remember that. There was another spot where she was trying to throw someone into the turnbuckle and ended up throwing them into the ropes. Could have uh, mm-hmm. done something bad. And then there was one time like she was getting pinned and it was a two count. And then two seconds later after the two count, she kicks out. And then Jim Ross is trying to – he doesn't know really how to back that up really. Like, yeah. Like how do you – you know, but don't get me wrong, I love – I like Jade Cargill, but there is some things that her character's great. Her her yeah. character, you know, playing playing the whole like I'm better than you, like you can't top me, like this whole un- undefeated streak. Like I like that aspect of it. But when you shoot the same promo week after week and you say the same stuff, um, it, it kind of gets repetitive to me. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I stopped watching certain wrestling programs. I'm not gonna say who, but. I'll still keep up with them, but because it's the same thing every week, it's the same promos every week, you know, and, and, and it's the same thing with her. She maybe defends that title every now and then, you know, like it's the TBS title and it's hardly defended on TBS. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like I know she's got this old baddie group now and it's like, if you want to get to me, you got to get through my baddies. And it seems like that's the wash, rinse, repeat kind of step they're doing. So, but you know, I, you know, I, I respect Jade as what she's doing with what she's doing. You know, it's, it's, it's the character she was giving. It's the character she's got to do, you know, so it's nothing against her at all. So, uh, but I think it could be washed up a little bit. Like, like you said, like some of her in-ring technique can be kind of dangerous yeah. You know, taking risks, you know, but at the same time, I see a lot of that from a lot of certain wrestlers. It's like, yeah. maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe you shouldn't put that in your repertoire of moves because you're going to hurt yourself or your, yeah. your coworker. <laughs> so I'm really afraid for Jeff Hardy next week. Yeah. Now, he's been banged up ever since his match. Well, from what I've heard, ever since the Darby Allen match, he's really been banged up after that. He hasn't been the same since. Yeah. And, he had a grueling match against Adam Cole. He had a grueling match at Double or Nothing, and he was knocked out apparently. He doesn't remember the match. Right. Even though he finished the match. Yes. Uh, I'm really scared for Jeff Hardy. This could be his last match. I, I am too. Yeah. To well, that, this is definitely his, his last run, him and Matt, I think, are oh, both. Yeah. Their, their run is done after this whole whatever <laughs> they got with AEW. So. Jeff Hardy needs to – I don't know how he, I don't know how he's going still. Yeah. But somehow, some way, they're going to make it to the finish line. There you go. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was pretty much it for the Dynamite review. Now, for the Rampage ramp-up for Nick, tomorrow night, uh, their matches, uh, I said they got a pretty good lineup. They got Eddie Kingston versus Jake, Jake Hager. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake Hager's finally back in singles action. Uh FTR and Trent versus Will Ospreay and the two other guys he's with is a tag team. The Aussie Open, yes, uh, don't, that's don't who that was. Yeah, the Aussie I, Open. That's that's the other the, the tag team that's part of the United Empire. I don't know their names, but that's their team name, the Aussie Open. Then uh, Jay Lethal and Sama Singh is in action. We're gonna get to see Sama Singh in the ring. Curiously, uh, who's going against? Because that dude's huge. Like. He's probably the tallest person in AEW now. I I like to see him in Paul White, like toe-to-toe. <laughs> to see yeah. he's taller. I'm curious to see that. Uh, then we have another rematch. I don't know why we're seeing this again, but Chris Statlander versus Red Velvet. Uh, 
But yeah, I, th- I think it's between. Uh, I'm actually very interested in all the matches: Kingston and Hager, Will Osprey in action AEW, and some of the uh, things in action. And so Aussie Open, their names are Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher. All the guys that are Aussie Open. Um, so, um, but yeah, no, uh, that card does look um, that 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 card does look good for Rampage tomorrow. I'm definitely um, excited. For um for uh, uh, uh FTR and Trent versus um Osprey and Aussie Open, I think that's going to be a really good match. Um, the Chris Statlander and Red Velvet, it, there's got a story there because they used to be partners, yeah. and now you know Velvet is part of the baddies, which another thing that <laughs> I'm just like uh, okay. Um, but <laughs> um, um, but yeah, no. So you got that. I think it's a good good push for Chris Statlander. Um, because I mean, if you remember last Friday on Rampage, it was Athena, um, yeah. versus Red Velvet, I think, correct? Uh, I think it was Kira Hogan, Kira Hogan could be wrong, yeah. yeah you know, you're right, it was Kira Hogan and Athena won. Uh, so now if you get Chris Stantlander winning against Red Velvet, now you got two people that have already beat baddie members for Jade Cargill. Yeah. Um, so I mean, with that, you get maybe another matchup of. Anna Jay, who's been pretty much lining herself with Athena and Chris Statlander. Um, you get her winning a match against one of them. Now you got three women coming after Jade. Like it's, I mean, maybe they are setting up a fatal four way at, at yeah, all. Like I mean, that yeah, would be good with that. those four girls with uh, Jade, Athena, um, Anna Jay, and uh, um, Chris. I, I think that would be a good, a good four way for the TBS title. Um, obviously, Athena being new. Um, but you know, Anna Jay has been impressing me. She impressed me in that street fight. Um, yeah. you know, um, and I thought, I thought she's been, she's been very quiet and they haven't been really pushing her much except for that match against Jade at, at um, at double or nothing. Yeah. Um, so, but I think that'd be an interesting setup if they set up a fatal four way at, at, uh, all out, um, everything like that. Um, and then the final, the other match, Eddie Kingston, Jake Hager. I love that they're continuing that story of yeah. the Jericho Appreciation Society and Eddie Kingston and his group just being pissed off at them. And um, honestly, I think Eddie Kingston, every week, every week that man gets on the mic, he's underrated. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the man the man can speak. He doesn't even need a script. You let Eddie Kingston go off, he can run a promo like no other. It's like old ECW days of people just backstage yeah. going, here's my promo. I ain't going to write it. This is my promo. He would have worked that's, perfect. That's, yeah, and it's what he, Eddie he, Kingston does. He would have worked perfect in the ECW, the original ECW, not yes. the WWE, the no. original. He would work perfect with Raven or Terry Funk. or mm-hmm. He would work perfect in that. I mean, him and Mikey Whipwreck would have great matches. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I loved w- my, watching Mikey uh, Whipwreck mo- uh, 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 matches. And I think Eddie Kingston, if he was back in those kind of days, the early ECW days in the 90s and early 2000s, he, he would have had a ball with all those guys on yeah. that roster. And his promos would just been bar none. There would be like the ones he shoots today. Um, yeah. And obviously, J- Jake Hager, I, the man is a beast. Um, natural athlete. And I love watching his matches. So I mean, I'm so glad I think that's that's. I think with Rampage tomorrow, you got some solid lineup of matches. You know. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, well, I'm I'm glad to see Jake Hager back in action because, I mean, he's mainly in six man tags or five on five or he's been in a few singles matches with Wardlow and a few others, but I'm glad to see him back in action by himself. Um, but yeah, it looks like a, a pretty good rampage card tomorrow. Uh, normally, uh, Carly likes to do a rumor mill at the end of this, but I can't think of any rumors. Um, now. I mean there. I, <laughs> For a few that I've read, um, because again, I try to stay off the sheets as much as possible, but I get on the dirt sheets regardless, even though I shouldn't go in that rabbit hole. Um, and uh, But um, a rumor I was hearing was that uh, going back to the whole story of the whole Hangman and Okada, you know, the rumor mill was that match is not happening and Hangman won't actually be around anywhere near an Okada match. Um, that we've already touched on that. And then I'm trying to remember if there's any other rumors that I've heard, um, going around AEW. Um, I mean, obviously we got to talk about it, but, um, cause I know you guys probably talk about it a bit, but MJF, um, yeah. <laughs> that that's going to go around the rumor mill for, 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 for weeks, months, whatever. Um, rumor is that the whole MJF thing, I guess uh, another thing that I read was that Warner Brothers were not expecting the promo, the pipe bomb that he dropped on that episode of Dynamite that he did. Um, <laughs> I mean, with the removal of all his stuff, yeah. um, it's at the point where nobody knows where it's real or fake, if it's kayfabe yeah. or it's at work or if it's real. Um, I heard a lot of wrestlers, they didn't see names, but a lot of wrestlers in AEW don't know what's going on. Like, right. even Jake the Snake said that he has no clue what's going on. Like, is this real? Is this a work? It's kind of like the WCW, uh, Paul and Nash, the NWO. I know that was a different time area, but yeah, similar to that. Um, but yeah, I'm curious to see what's happening because it like they haven't talked about it not once, not once. They haven't brought it up. I don't the know commentary, if it's commentary. Yeah. Tony Khan, he was asked about it, he didn't comment about it. Nothing although, although there has been rumors that the, the Friday before and then that following Wednesday. Um, MJF and Tony Khan did have a meeting with each other, um, or, or sometime like that, I guess the first meeting didn't go well, second meeting, nobody knows. Um, but that's why he appeared on, on dynamite the way he did. And I guess the rumor mill was his promo wasn't supposed to go that long, um, on dynamite. Um, I think it was like a eight to nine minute promo and it was only supposed to go like five or six minutes. And he was supposed to just touch base a lot of things. Um, but obviously he didn't. Um, he, he went over a little bit. Um, I don't know if it was just between him and Tony planning this out. I mean, you, you could think about it. I mean, there there could be rumors galore. Here's that biggest rumor. Is it a work or is it real? And the biggest rumor is the only two people that know are him and Tony Khan. <laughs> like, yeah, like that's why I feel like if we had, like, if I had a million dollars in my hands right now, I would pay Tony Khan to come on this show and be like, Tony, please <laughs> talk to us. Please tell us this is just between you and MJF and this is the best work ever. Like the biggest big, work. Because eventually they're going to have to say something. Because They have if to. It, if it, well, they're going to have to, like, if he's not with the company, just they're gonna have to say it, but they haven't said it, right? So, I just I think yeah. that that promo was just oh my god. And I don't think Tony would have sent him out there. No, no, and that's it. that. That's what I'm that's saying. The is, yep. That's the thing is it, it has to be a work because Tony would not give him that blessing. No, at I, all. No, 
if, no way. Because you know MJF was like, are you, are you sure with this? And Tony yeah. would have to be like, yeah, do it. And it like, was, uh, it's got to be the biggest work in pro wrestling right now. I me- It's kind of similar, but Vince McMahon uh, wanted Paul Heyman to cut a promo on him. That's when they were doing the ECW invasion thing. And uh, Vince McMahon, you, you may know what I'm talking about. Uh, Vince McMahon said, I don't care what you tell I don't care what you talk about. Just blast me. Then Paul Heyman said, you really, like, are you sure you don't want to know what I'm going to say? Because it's really going to be groundbreaking. I mean, you look at, you look at one night stand in 2005 when they had the, the invaders and Paul Heyman just shot off on all of them. And it was the greatest thing. And you know, those guys there were like, what knew they were going to be there. They were like, they were like, Paul, just go off on us, man. We're the bad guys here. We're invading your show. Just say whatever you want to us. It had to be okayed. Otherwise, there'd be honest heat there. And so that's why I feel like this is the biggest work right now going on in pro wrestling is this MJF AEW situation. And is it a work? I think it is. I think it's the biggest and best work ever. Like it's people are talking about like, oh, Cody, like maybe leaving, going to WWE. It's a work. I'm like, I don't know if it is. He may be leaving. He was talking about his contract. Same thing with NJF. His contract's not up until 2023, 2024. 24, I believe. 24. He's got two years left. Most contracts, if you try to, if you try to get out of them too quickly, there's going to be lawsuits. Like yeah, you were contracted. Crazy. Trust me, there there's contracts for a reason. Peace. And it sucks because they had the contracts, but yeah. that's why he pushed it. He's like, fire me, you effing mark. That got yeah. me. When he called him a mark, I oh. laughed. I'm like, Tony had to tell him to call <laughs> yeah. me him a mark. Because he you know fans think of him that way. Because fans so, think of him that way. And so I'm gonna say this right now, and I hope people understand. I hate fans. <laughs> I hate wrestling fans because yeah. they are so they, they're so angry. They are so yes. like bickering. Like, if you watch WWE, cool, all power to you. If you watch AEW, fine, all power to you. But dude, stop being mean to each other. Stop being mean oh, to the pro wrestlers. It's not their fault. Like, stop. You know. Right. I'll, so. I'll go on some AEW groups and I'll just put my opinion. And man, like people are angry at me. Like, yeah, like they'll make fun of me on my profile picture. They'll dig into all my photo, my personal information. I've had that before. It's crazy. Like, clearly you cannot. Like, clearly you can't have opinion. No, it's anywhere, but also just pro wrestling fan base is is the most vile group. I mean, I've read articles about pro wrestlers mentioning that too, saying, you know, we love our fans, but also there are certain fans that are just vile. You know, it's unfair. You know, and and it's unfair to them. They're human beings just like us, and they're doing dangerous stuff every day. I mean, they're they're putting their bodies at risk in that ring, so I mean that that's my saying. But you know, that's that goes back to that promo of you know where MJF said, "Where were you guys when I needed you?" <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. like he's right though. You know, it's yeah. just. But at the same time, you know, you know, regarding that push pack that, but honestly, the direction going right now with AEW gearing up for Forbidden Door. Um, and then their next pay-per-view all out. I'm, I'm stoked to see what's happening next. Um, also, I'm very ex- excited to see the segment uh, with, with my boy, Dan Housen and Hook. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to see them talk tomorrow night and everything like that. So, I mean, it's going to be a good rampage. So, 
Yeah. Uh, yes, it's looking like a very good rampage. I definitely recommend watching it for a lot of viewers uh, with Osprey. Uh, and some of Singh, I'm really curious to see what he wears out there. Is he going to wear a suit or <laughs> really curious how that's all going to play out? But yeah, I definitely recommend watching Rampage for all the live viewers. But yeah, that, that sums up the Diamond Review Rampage and what little bit of rumors were out there. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow for Rampage. Of course, uh, they're back at regular start time. Thank God. Three ain't going to go to 4 p.m., 6 p.m., 5 p.m. I'm so glad it's back on regular start time. And then, uh, <laughs> Monday, we'll do our special. We'll do it all over again next week. But, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys tomorrow for Rampage. Peace out.